0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the newest episode of the King Smith Podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. With your hosts Nathan Smith and Zach King.
1: With guest Timothy Ulrich. Yeah! yeah. Tim in the
0: house! Yep. So our our last episode, if y'all remember, was the was the finale of Job, where where God came down and was basically, like, listen here, idiot. Mm. And we decided to give ourselves a bit of a break from studying the word, because that was... (laughs) That
1: was a pretty in-depth study.
0: That was a pretty in-depth study.
1: But this week, we have an interesting take on the word today. Yeah. Tim, you got this, your devotional. What's it called, man? Give us an intro. Uh,
2: This is Ed Strauss's Superheroes devotional, um... 60 inspirational readings on the uh biblical connections between uh superhero media both movies, TVs and com- TV shows and comics and Ooh. and scripture. It's it was a present I got f- for Easter because my family splits presents between Easter and Christmas for budget reasons. So it's one of it's one of my favorite gifts I've ever gotten from any of these and um, I thought it would be interesting to get together with two very good friends of mine being Mr. Nathan Smith and Mr. (laughs) Zach King and discuss some of the uh, characters and ideas this one brings up. Um,
1: Alright. Yeah. So in case you couldn't tell we're all super nerds very much.
2: <laughs> we
0: are the of nerds.
1: Oh yes. I'm more on the Star Wars, Marvel end of things,
0: and well, I say all three of us are gaming nerds. I'll,
1: yeah, to extent, uh, yeah, to an extent. To an yeah. extent. To some degree. It, <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: I'm more of I know about them more than I've played them. Right. Which is me with almost Fair anything enough. at this point, but.
1: Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Zach, what are you all into?
0: Uh, Star Wars and Marvel. I also like uh, Lord of the Rings and like some of the more fantasy. Mm-hmm. Not that sci fi isn't like a, a Kingdom Hearts kind of stuff. Yeah, Kingdom Hearts like mm-hmm. hey, I'm gonna beat this giant ogre guy with a sword with this magic sword I got from a <laughs>
1: from an elf. Right. And Tim, what kinda of, what kind of nerd stuff are you into?
2: Uh I'm I've been a huge Marvel fan my whole life. My man. um <laughs> I grew up, uh, I I personally identified a lot with Bruce Banner, having grown up with some kind of anger issues throughout most of my life. So I made a personal connection with him. And then as I got older, I realized, wait, he's not the only superhero that exists. And then I found others that... Yeah, it's (laughs) shocking, (laughs) isn't it? (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) But uh, that led me into getting into superheroes when my mother remarried the man that she uh, has come to love and the man I've come to call my father has introduced me to Star Trek and I I am I am very much into Star Trek The Next Generation I love uh, Lieutenant Commander Data and Worf especially Uh, I like Star Wars a lot I'm I'm also into Lord of the Rings on some level, as most uh, as most nerds are at yeah. this point, yeah. let's face
1: it. Better be. Okay.
2: Okay. <laughs> I like how none of us are into anime. Or at least if I, we are, no one's mentioned it. Star Wars
1: I, I, Legends really is the only one well, that I've followed.
0: You mean Visions?
1: Or Visions, whatever it's
2: called. Legends is Legends something is something different.
0: Uh, Legends is basically the non canon like, that's right,
1: that's right,
0: alternate right. universe. This all this crap that used to be canon that was awesome, and then Disney came in. <laughs> you
1: suck. <coughs> Disney. Um, Dave Filoni took it over, so it's okay again. Yeah, but it's okay.
2: He'll be he'll, he'll he'll be good for the franchise. Yeah, I think.
0: But anyway, um, yeah, I'm into anime a little bit more than either of you guys are. It's just probably yeah. When it's when you're the thing. only person into anime in a group of in a group of friends. It gets weird when you say, hey, uh, let me talk about this weird cartoon I like to watch from Japan.
2: It's like, hey, I know none of you are into it, but My Hero Academia, am I right? Right.
1: See, like, here's the thing with anime. So, like, there's, you know, anime's got an earned reputation in some ways. But once you get past all of, like, the surface level animes, like, all the mainstream stuff, anime actually does get pretty good. Yeah. Um, I saw... Um, hey,
0: some of that surface-level anime is good as well. Some say, of it
1: is too, but... A I'm few just going to say... Um, I saw... I don't know if you guys know the anime uh, Weathering With You. Oh, um, I'm not aware of this one. I, I've heard of goodness. it. I haven't watched it myself. Oh, I need to show it to you guys. It's it's incredible. Really, w- Really weird kind of a love story type of thing, hmm. but it's it is so so good the animation quality in it is the guy who wrote it um he's done done a couple other big screen animes and he's won a ton of awards for it it looks i mean the the art is unparalleled it's beautiful so sorry side tangent there you
2: said it's called weathering with you
1: weathering with you let me pop it up for you here nice on the google machine Okay. Google and, on demand,
0: And even even so, when I talk with other anime fans, I say, Hey, I like Dragon Ball They're like, Oh my gosh, how can you like that? That's just people screaming and giant lasers. And I'm like, Well yeah. <laughs> See, yeah
2: it's fun. a great break for uh it's Dragon Ball Z is a great break from all of the like super heavy, thematically rich ones like yeah. This weathering with you that Nathan
1: has pulled up.
0: That that animation does look amazing. Oh, amazing from the stills. Yeah.
1: I think oh, I have one, I think the, uh, I have seen clips oh, from it. Oh, the lighting. By Koto That's the guy. He's right. Incredible.
2: Oh, the lighting. That's beautiful.
1: Like look at this one. Look at the rain.
0: Oh my
2: gosh. Oh.
1: Or this scene here.
2: It's like when they. it's like video games with <laughs> ray tracing. It's like, that's the equivalent. See, that's what I said. That's what yeah. that's
1: what my first response... Bro, I'm glad somebody else knows what that is. <laughs> oh my God. It's because I've watched Jacksepticeye.
0: Yeah. There you go. So, yeah, guys. Um, I got a retracing card. In key,
2: but and, and, 2060.
0: Dope. Hey, hey, guys, let me just say, uh, <laughs> anime is not just for kids, because there's... <laughs> Certain, certain things in anime. You gotta anime. be careful with it. You, you, careful with you, it.
2: Must, you do have to be very careful. Um, Animation in general, regardless right. of what, where it comes from, is not just for kids. Really, right.
1: any form of media and content. Speaking of media and content, there's something pretty good that we've been kind of dancing around for a little bit yeah. here. Yeah. So you got your
2: devotional here, too. I do, yeah. yeah. I went ahead uh, before uh, we started recording. I went ahead and asked uh, for both of their these guys' favorite superheroes mm-hmm. so that I could look at the chapters beforehand and discuss aspects of these heroes with them right. that okay. relate to the Bible. Uh, Nathan Smith, do you want me to describe your favorite hero, or do you want to just go ahead and say who it was?
1: Oh, let's do the description. Let's see if people can get it.
2: Yeah, okay. This is a hero that um has he has um he's been through a lot both mm-hmm. trauma wise um had some level of therapy he's very
1: right mm-hmm.
2: he needs it because uh people have described him as displaying textbook narcissism <laughs> <laughs> uh you can't
1: get it off of that. If
2: you, yeah no. if you don't know if you don't know that one that i very iconic line from the movie that's kind of understandable because it's the one I've heard hated on the most mm-hmm. with, across all three of his but um,
0: I will say based on the counseling classes I have taken and the ones i would, i probably will take in the future that's not an entirely inaccurate uh, no, description of his not. character
2: this is uh, this is very true um for those who haven't figured it out yet, this is the one, the only, Anthony Stark, Iron Man, yep. as portrayed in the Marvel Cinematic Universe yep. by Robert Downey Jr. My man. He
0: was meant to play that role, guys. Very much so.
2: Built to play that role. Perfectly. John Favreau put so much effort into making sure that he got Robert Downey Jr. and not a star that would have been more financially safe. Because he understood how perfect Robert Downey Jr. would be. For those who aren't aware, uh, Robert Downey Jr. had his own struggles with drug addiction up until 2001. Mm -hmm. Where, according to the stories I've seen coming from interviews with the actor, he's mentioned that he was in a Burger King and ate a cheeseburger that was so bad that it made him realize, I don't think I can do this anymore. And huh. he got better.
0: It's freaking amazing. That is really cool.
2: Yeah. Which, he also yeah, has record. Hour. He's also uh, recorded an album called The Futurist. Okay. Which is an Easter egg in Civil War, but we're getting off track. Yeah.
1: All right. I actually didn't notice that.
0: Yeah. Which, huh. By the way, isn't it amazing that God could use a cheeseburger from Burger King...
2: Yes. To yeah. get
0: a guy's life back on track.
2: Yeah. And while... Um, The salvation status of RDJ DJ is uh, questionable. 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 He's been pulled out of one of the worst struggles someone can go through. Right. And he's come come out the other end stronger. Yeah. And it's a beautiful thing to see. Oh,
1: yeah. All
2: right. So with the character, I wish that he had connected it a little more to that. I fair warning: this is a fairly shallow uh, look into it, but no, it's something it. I felt we could. Uh, I could give a m- description, a brief rundown of what uh, Mister Strauss describes in here, mm-hmm. and then we can expand upon it as people that have wow. studied uh, from a biblical worldview. Yeah, yeah. So the first there's actually two chapters on Iron Man. So, the first one talks ab- about comparing the armor to uh the armor of God in Ephesians Six, which I feel Ooh. is a really obvious uh comparison to make, right but it it it's an interesting one, and even you look at infinity war intent there is a way to get a shield and a sword out of the nanotech. Iron Man suit, right? Yep, yep.
0: And that's not even the most advanced suit he has in the comics.
1: No,
2: far from Very it. Very far from it. Oh,
1: the God Killer armor. Oh my gosh. Whoa. <laughs> like, <laughs> that things
0: insane. Yeah. yeah. But anyway.
2: Yeah. Um, I th- think. Okay, where was it? Yeah, there was something really profound in the. Like third to last paragraph, mm-hmm. um, it he mentions in Iron Man two how he feels like he's on his deathbed and so he doesn't care about anything. So mm-hmm. he's gonna just gonna he's just gonna live life how he chooses in the donut in in the donut. <laughs> but I'm thinking about the the party scene. Right, right. right. He's, he's completely wasted. He's blasting yeah. watermelots out of the air. Yeah, and Rhodey. Uh, Uh, a.k.a. War Machine comes in and tells him you don't deserve to wear one of these shut it down Mm -hmm. so Strauss comes in after that with uh, Christians are not always worthy of their armor either too often we like Stark make provision for the flesh and like Stark we often suffer the consequences Mm. wearing works of darkness means living in the energy of your flesh following your natural desires and giving into temptation on the other hand, wearing spiritual armor means walking in the power of the Spirit of Christ. Mm. And I thought that was a really interesting application,, yeah. in comparison with the Iron Man armor. Right Right? Because the, like thinking about like the first suit of armor in the first movie and in the comics mm-hmm. that's, that is keeping him alive actively, the right. arc reactor that powers his suit. Is also what keeps him alive. Right. And you can, so you can kind of look at that arc reactor as a kind of, in a way, you can look at it as a symbol for Stark's salvation. Okay. Right. I don't know what you guys want to do with that or if you guys have anything to add, but I thought that was an interesting thing that, yeah, to look into.
1: It is pretty interesting. Um,. You know it, it, yeah. It is his. It is very much the thing that saved him. But it's the thing that saved him physically for a time. We got to remember that. Yeah, that's true. Because he kept trying to do everything on his own power. But then, once you get to about the third movie, um, and I don't remember where in the comic line the third movie falls, but um, once you get to about the third movie, he realizes I can't do it on my own.
0: Right.
2: Yeah.
1: Right. And so, which is why there are no Iron Man solo movies after that. Right. Yeah. Well, and yeah. really, a lot of the solo movies after that ceased existing. That's yeah. fair. We don't. There aren't quite as many of those anymore. Right? Mm-hmm. Zach, you got something?
0: It. Yeah, it's really interesting. The the growth the character of Iron Man has. Yeah. Because yeah. if you look, and the first Avengers movie, when they have just like captured Loki. And put him in the Hulk containment containment cell, and uh, you know they're they're studying the scepter and it it's like messing with them and making them mm-hmm. argue. Yeah. Um, this is just something something I've I've seen on the on the internet. Uh, over my years of you know delving into Marvel. Yeah. And <clears throat> uh, it's that when Stark and Captain America like accuse each other of doing stuff, of something, and, and mm-hmm. you know, in the first Avengers movie, like, Stark accuses, no, Cap accuses Stark of not being, Tony of not yeah. being a, yep. the guy to make the sacrifice. You jump to Endgame, what does Tony do?
1: Tony was the only one who made the sacrifice.
0: Tony was the one who made the sacrifice yeah. play, right? Yeah. And, you know... While uh, while I will always hold up Captain America as the guy who's like the the moral standing of virtue, you know, he's the he's yeah. the you know Boy Scout yeah. type the 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 soldier that fo- the good soldier that follows order- orders. Yeah. Um, I think Iron Man's characterization uh, is a little is a bit more compelling mm-hmm. than Captain America's, mm-hmm. generally speaking. Now in the MCU. I think Cap- they gave uh, Captain America a bit more of a compelling storyline throughout throughout the yeah. the it's movies. That,
2: Captain America to me, this is going to sound really weird. But I've seen I see Captain America's arc working similarly to Woody's from the Toy Story franchise. Oh, really? Okay. You think about it. Um in a captain america every choice he makes is to serve someone else mm-hmm. right and he finally does like he finally does something that he knows will be best for him while still providing mm-hmm. um like he gives sam the shield right. s- providing mm-hmm. humanity with a different beacon of hope than right. him right One that can reach people in a different way than he can, right? Right. And then there's Woody, who, admittedly, it's not a perfect analogy because Woody is fairly selfishly motivated in the first movie, I would say. But as he grows, Mm -hmm. uh, he is—he tries as much as possible to make everything work for Andy. Right, right. That is his ultimate motivation, is right. to make sure that Andy is happy. Even when he's being selfish, it's because he wants to be the one that's making Andy happy. Right. Which is. There's a lot to unpack there, but right. you get to the fourth movie. And, well, the third movie, he learns to let go of Anthony, and quite frankly, that was the perfect way to end the arc. Yeah. Yeah. If you ask me. Right. But Toy Story 4, he learns to let go. Of needing that role altogether, yeah. and lets the others take care of it, right?
1: So hmm, I never thought of it that way. I yeah, it is. Huh, yeah, I've Can.
2: never actually spoken it out loud, so hopefully that made sense. I no, think that makes perfect sense. Yeah. yeah, I
0: think what changed for Captain America specifically, and I know we're talking about I Man and all that junk, but I think what changed for Captain America specifically, at least in the MCU, mm-hmm. uh, is. The events that happened in Winter Soldier yeah. kind of changes his mindset of, oh, there's more than just, you know, blindly following orders. Yeah. Civil War is where it came to a head.
1: Yeah,
0: is where Cap is just like, I can't trust S.H.I.E.L.D. I shouldn't trust the government because of what happened.
2: Right. Tony and Cap kind of have... They, they, uh, they have intersecting arcs. Right. In a way. Mm-hmm. Tony learns to... Be as selfless as Cap. Mm-hmm. Cap learns to be as shrewd and as discerning as Tony is, and I yeah. think
0: that's an effect they yeah. have on each other. You Very
2: know? much so. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Right. Uh, yeah, and I think
2: ultimately, even if Tony himself isn't a Christian, in the MCU at least, and um Steve mentions in the first Avengers movie, there's only one God, man, and I'm pretty sure he doesn't dress like that when yeah. he's referring to yeah, Thor. I mean,
1: Pretty, pretty clear and blatant, um yeah yeah, you know uh it's a
2: it's a very call obvious, God. Yeah. yeah um, and i think I've seen is... a meme of cap saying he's met two gods and he's still a Christian and Tony's met two th- gods and he's still an atheist, and then Hulk's like, I met two gods, and I hit them both, <laughs> <laughs> but um that's yep. kind of like that no, it's yeah that's good. a that was I liked that I liked that a lot, but thinking even if Tony himself is not a Christian. I think the impact on Cap's life he, that Tony had turns Cap into a better Christian. Right. Because you look at him in the first movie and the first Avengers Boy, was movie naive, even. Well. Yeah. Very blind faith. Yeah. Which is not what we are called to have. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Our yeah. faith should be informed... By the scriptures. Mm-hmm. Right. When you not question,
1: just... When you take it to the scripture. Right. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Uh, Isaiah, uh, I think it's Isaiah 55. God says, come, yeah. let us reason together. Yeah. He's not saying, hey, just trust me they come. Come to me with your questions, I'll give you an
1: answer. Now, granted, he might answer you in pretty harsh ways or pretty... Chill ways, okay. Okay. To be fair, <laughs> to be fair, we've definitely pushy. earned the harshness. <laughs> no. we definitely oh, yeah. earned.
2: It.
0: To To be fair, I can I can say this. Uh, I I know we kind of ragged on Job a little bit in the last episode. we, did. we really did. And uh, 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 he I've, earned it though. yeah, he kind of. <laughs> As if we did it. Right. Yeah, and yeah. I I will glad to go on record. To saying I have ragged on Jonah more times than I care to count,
2: because it's very easy to
0: because Jonah yeah. was the Lord's saltiest prophet before he went in the fish. But
1: <laughs> this is true.
0: Then he went in the fish, and it just added salt onto it.
1: Of course, but but yeah, kind of kind of coming back to the the, the super superhero. Arc, yes, you look at the uh, imperfections that right. Stan Lee. And all of the writers put into and bu- really built into the characters because it's not like the DC universe where Superman is, you know, viewed as, viewed as perfect, even though he's not perfect. We know that, but um, they never actually call that out in the DC comics versus in the MCU. They actually call each other out all the time, right. constantly building and evolving as a team to become better. Right. Um, that is. Hence Age of Ultron. Yeah. Which, spicy hot take on that. Ultron was right, but...
0: I will say...
2: Uh, are you referring to the fact that Ultron is just against humanity?
1: No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. In the comics, he is, but in the movies, he actually completes the mission, peace in our time.
0: Well, okay. Will, in the movies, he was actually and, right. Okay. i just, I'm okay. just okay. It That's fair. I think in the comics, he... He has a similar motivation, although it, in the comics. More and in the comics, sure. it's not uh, Tony and Bruce that make Ultron. It is Hank Pym. Yeah, it is. And and uh, Hank Pym based Ultron's AI off of his own brain, uh, his his own like yeah. thought process and brain pattern. And
2: Hank Pym is a very unstable and yes. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah and uh, yeah especially this at
1: the time his wife was even worse but yeah.
2: this yeah yeah uh, this is something I this is why I kind of felt disappointed with the first Ant Man movie when it wasn't tank Pym because yeah. there's so much there's there's so much that they essentially are just skipping over by making him as old as he is and yeah. not giving. Not and using a younger version of him. Yeah, I and they,
1: I hope they do a retrospective movie at some point. That would be really cool. No. Yeah, I think there's a lot there they could pull from. Yeah,
0: and I'm not saying, look, I love Paul Rudd. He's an amazing dude. He's a funny guy. He's
2: amazing. I love him as Scott Lang. Fellow
0: Chiefs fan.
1: Yeah, that's, that's true. true.
0: But I'm just waiting for the day he'll invite me to the Super Bowl with him, and we'll have. A hey blast. Paul,
1: if you want to hang out, you know, call me. I might have it on my schedule. I don't know.
0: (laughs) Paul, unlike unlike the the dirty Packers fan that I normally record with, I'm always I'm always available for you.
1: But you look at the (laughs) imperfections in the MCU. Mm -hmm. Uh, The not perfect people. But look at Stanley. Yeah. Look into the context of Stanley. Who was he? He was Jewish. He was a Jew. He was a Mm -hmm. Jewish person. Well, is I mean he's dead, but he he is. He's Jewish. Yeah, right. And so if you look at the MCU, all of the different characters, all of the different things that he's written Mm -hmm. in there, are all types. Most of them are all types of Christ. If you if you do the whole biblical typing thing, right. Most of them are because you have the the. Stature of Captain America, being the moral figurehead. Yeah. You have the discernment of Tony Stark and the knowledge of him. You've got the ability of Spider-Man, and wanting to help out the little guy all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. Not everybody wants to do that. Yeah. But you got you got Spider-Man wanting to help the little guy. You've got some who want to keep their identity a secret. You have some that want the identity to be out there. Tony Stark, I Am Iron Man. Which was an ad lib. It was an ad lib, but that was one of the best ad libs ever. And And it uh,
2: served the character incredibly perfect.
0: I'll say um, Captain America. People know he's Steve Rogers, but that's just because of the nature he was created. Right. That's part of his arc.
1: Spider-Man, though, nobody knows until it actually is made public. Right. But like Jesus telling people
2: not to um, like go shouting out about him being the Messiah.
0: But yeah. he, but Jesus also.
1: He also wanted to be known though, right? But yeah.
2: Jesus also is just like. He wanted to be known for his works. Right. And not for a title. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Jesus yep. was just basically like, hey, Pharisees. That literally
2: just clicked in my head. Yeah. Oh, boy. My That's gosh. cool. It's amazing.
0: Yeah. Um and yeah, while R.M.N. is a fantastic character, um, Tim, you and I share—I think uh, we share a relation to you mentioned Mr. Bruce. Holt. You share the—you uh, uh, you mentioned Bruce Banner. I did. Yeah. Uh, with with your anger issues, and mm-hmm. I'll say this now: I've ha- I have had similar anger issues myself in the past, um, and what related me to Bruce Banner is that for a time, like Bruce does in the comics, like when Bruce first transformed the Hulk, Bruce is like thinking the Hulk's a monster and seeking out a cure and trying to do this.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: For a time, I viewed my anger as this monster. I have to conquer it. I have to, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, well, then, but then as I read the Bible, and particularly the the accounts of Jesus cleansing the temple, Yeah, I I learned that at specific times there is need for anger.
1: Yeah, there's righteous anger. There is
0: such a thing as righteous anger.
2: The devotional brings that one up, too. It's important to understand that anger is not wrong in itself. God himself gets angry at times, but the difference is that he becomes angry very slowly. I love the fact that they feel Mm -hmm. that it's a very... To me, that seems like a very childish way to phrase it, which I kind of find humorous. But
1: (laughs) I mean, it is a superhero devotional. Yeah, no,
2: it's gonna. There are a a lot of superheroes. Happens to be a uh, type of IP that a lot of kids are into. So, putting it on a level kids can understand makes sense. Yes, but it's not wrong. It's not wrong. It's it's a paraphrase of scripture. Uh, scripture says God is slow to anger. Right.
1: Well, and you look at how, you know, God in the desert with all the Israelites, how he handled them. Okay, yeah. I, Abraham had to talk, talk, talk him down a couple times. <laughs> well, Moses. <laughs> or Moses, sorry. I get them confused. I mean,
0: Abraham, uh, Abraham probably had to talk at God well, down a times. Well, Abraham time.
1: had to do it too, but... Um, he... <laughs> Ram in the thicket Right Uh You're right
0: And if you, But yeah To your point That you were just making Moses had to talk God down And that reminds me of When God Was just Like That's it Moses right. Bring your family up here I'm going to wipe everybody out You're going to be Israel
1: And Moses was just like He's like Well, well, well remember whoa. your promises now And what Moses did And God was like Well yeah I have my promises But I can still keep it through you
0: and then yeah. Moses was like no, that's okay. Well, here's the thing. Here, here's the thing to notice. <laughs> Moses was not rebuking very God
2: bad Yes that's an important yeah. that's yeah. important. Moses, yeah, that's
0: was not important. Re, Moses was not rebuking God like Peter did. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy love
1: Peter, okay. love Peter,
0: love Peter. But as I said...
2: Identify, I identify with Peter a lot as well. I get that. As I said
1: I
0: as I said a couple episodes ago while we were talking about the Pharisees, Peter had a bad case of foot-and-mouth-itis.
1: Yes. He was foot-and-mouth-itis. Where,
0: where he kind of jumped the gun and wound up with I his foot... I will not
1: deny you! Five <laughs> he, minutes later. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Jesus but, started out, him, like, bro. But,
0: you know... Uh, it, circling back to, to the devotional, yeah. I, I also view well, the long, for the longest time, and I still do, I kind of view Bruce Banner and the Hulk as separate characters, because I think that's how, how it's written.
1: It is, until he, is there, Dr. Hulk happens.
0: Yeah, until Professor Hulk, where they kind of... Professor, yeah. But even then, there's still... Yeah. And if you look at you know Banner's backstory... If you look at uh, Banner's backstory where the Hulk was just, just basically this, you know, alternate personality mm-hmm. that he developed because of his abusive father.
2: Mm-hmm. Because he and, buried all of his anger thinking that any sign of any emotion would do harm. Right. Right.
0: And then he got blasted with some gamma rays and out came and a right giant green right? monster. Yeah.
2: There is... By there. Bruce Banner is... One of the most interesting cases of dissociative identity disorder uh-huh. to ever be shown in media. <clears throat> yeah. That. Mm. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. He's not. I. I don't know how many people actually view it as that. Right. I. Done but. A lot of it. That and. You right. look in the comics. You have Bruce himself. You have Savage Hulk, which is the regular Green Hulk, who yep. was a, originally gray be, but turned green because of printing issues and everything. Right. And it was just easier to print that color. Yeah. And then they retconned the gray Hulk in, that was in some issues as Joe Fix-It. Yep. So you have the three yeah. of them. You have, three. on top of that, you have what's referred to as the Devil Hulk. Yeah. Who mm. is another completely separate entity yeah. that is created essentially to be a loving father figure yeah. inside of Bruce's head. Yeah. Right. In a really weird and disturbing way. Right. Which, where you kind of feel like they weren't sure what to do with it, and then they turned it into it partway through.
1: That's probably what it ended up happening.
2: Probably, yeah. but it's still interesting to think about. Um, like, the Devil Hulk especially is... There's so much with that you can do. Right. Because, I think part of the reason it is a devil Hulk is because that's how Bruce views his father right mm-hmm. and this is meant to be a surrogate father figure and there is still some overlap from that right. regardless of whether or not he wants it there right it's it's bizarre and then uh you have issues where uh, right right before the Infinity Gauntlet s- series in the comics that the Infinity War movie is partially based on yeah Um, right before that, there is a run in The Incredible Hulk, like, solo comics, where Joe Fixit, a.k.a. Grey Hulk, and the Savage Hulk, and Bruce are literally, like, fighting over the body to where it looks like Bruce is just getting tumors all over his body. That's right. And so, Doc Samson, who is another Gamma-related superhero, has to go into Bruce's head and, um... Have them all sit down for, like, a group therapy session. hmm And that is one of my favorite comics I have ever read. Yeah. Because it shows how deep of a character Bruce really is. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: And something I also relate to with the Hulk is in the cartoons and, you know, most of the time in the comics, um, you know, the savage Hulk, the normal Hulk, the Hulk everybody thinks of. Mm-hmm. Um, due to the abuse his father gave him, Savage Hulk is just like simple, simple and childish, where he just wants to be left alone. And I think that's a part, a mixture of him, yeah. both the Hulk and Bruce being like agreeing on something, just like, "Hey, I just want to be left alone. Why are you guys bothering me?" Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna jump on the General Ross is a butt. Uh, uh, train here.
1: He, he didn't know how to handle it.
0: Okay.
1: Um, he turns better as you go throughout the comics. Yeah, but
2: ish.
0: But I,
1: Especially... after Tony gets involved, I should say.
2: I think, I think um, General Ross like once he becomes a Hulk himself he really yeah. starts to identify with Bruce's struggle.
0: Right. But, it's been a second but, since I but you know the the first few years, General Ross really starts out as a guy who's just like General He's Ross an is the villain. Abs- yeah. He's
2: an absolute monster. Yeah,
1: yeah he he really is.
0: Um, which, beginning.
1: which is weird. He's the actual monster in the, <laughs> and, the beginning. That, and it
0: brings what in, a shock.
1: <laughs> humanity monstrous.
2: Whoa! And whoa it, never.
0: And it brings in the, a the question at, of man. Yeah. It brings in a question asked in a movie called The Hunchback of Notre Dame.
2: Oh. It,
0: it, if you remember, if you guys remember, spoilers, by the way, if you guys remember, at the end of that movie, uh, Clopin, the narrator, is asking, yeah. asks what makes a monster and what makes a man. Because people thought Quasi was the monster because of his deformities. Right. But really, it was... Claude Trollo, who was the you group.
2: know I am a righteous man of my virtue
1: I am justly proud.
0: Good song. We don't have the right for. It.
1: <laughs> I don't want to get too. bad. That's no, okay. We won't get. We won't. We, more than I think it's like more than thirty seconds or something like that. But anyway. Outside of
0: things. Yeah, but anyway. Um, and it's just like, <laughs> bro, this guy just wants to be left alone. Mm-hmm. And why aren't you leaving him alone? Right. And. That that's my mindset going into mo- other movies like movies like uh, the Bourne series mm-hmm. and Rambo, of uh, just Woo. like
2: I haven't gotten Rambo. around to seeing either of those. Other than I've I've seen what one clip of First Blood, Bruh. and I really really want to see
1: it Bruh. based on that one clip. It's really good.
2: You, nothing is over. You can't just lots of
1: action, lots of action. I should should really bring those
2: movies. Yes, we should watch. Disclosure. (laughs) Lots of action. action. Lots of gore, from what I understand. I think there's some language in it too. Probably. Yeah, there's some language, but but this one clip proved to me that Sylvester Stallone can actually act.
0: Right. Mm -hmm. It's the the nothing is over. Speech at the end of that First one. Beautiful. And I actually. I have those at my house so we're gonna Breh. we might have to go I might have to go get those
1: I don't think I've watched the speech wow yeah but anyway to, but anyway I, yeah, I don't remember
0: back, it back to the point I was trying to make is with Hulk and characters like Rambo and Jason Bourne where the government basically creates what they are yep and then continues to screw around with them
1: same with you know what Tony did you know It's
0: it goes back to the chart. The more it goes back to that point of the more you screw around, the more you find out. Right. Yeah.
1: Mm. Screw around and see what happens. Right.
0: Um. But anyway. Oh yes. Yeah, circling back to the Hulk, it's just. You said you related to Bruce Banner with your anger issues. I do Mm -hmm. too. I relate to the Hulk with there was a point in my life, um, right after my dad went to prison where I just wanted to be left alone. No, right. And people were trying to help, and I thank them for trying to help. I get what you, they were trying to do, but sometimes you don't need to intervene to help. Sometimes you just need to be there.
1: And <laughs> yeah, sometimes you just need to exist. Sometimes you mm-hmm. just need to exist.
2: I can, I can relate mm-hmm. this even further to the Hulk. Ooh, I love this. Okay. Right. Do you know Hulk The End? I'm not familiar.
0: It's been a while since I dipped into that story. But you've heard of it? I've heard of it, yeah.
2: The idea is that Hulk is the last surviving sentient creature on the planet. Uh, He's really old, and the only other living thing other than him Mm -hmm. are mutant cockroaches that are the size of, like, grizzly bears. Hmm. Okay. And every day, he gets eaten down to the bone and heals back.
1: That hurt.
2: But it's the Hulk and Bruce are both still there, mm-hmm. and Bruce monologues for a little bit, and then Bruce dies. Yeah. And the Hulk... And then the Hulk, Hulk goes... For once, I am finally completely alone. Mm-hmm. And then the final line is, Hulk feels cold. And it ends. And that, mm. to, to me, that is, that is so powerful. This idea that he finally gets complete solitude. And he realizes, this is horrible. Like you were saying, sometimes all they need to do is just be there.
1: Yeah.
2: He realizes it's incomplete without Bruce. Yeah. You're right. And I can speak from personal experience. Uh, I, um, I enjoy being with friends even if we're not doing anything. Just the simple fact that I'm around them. Yeah. Makes me
1: happy.
0: Yep. Uh, yeah, one of my favorite memories, um, and Nathan, you you were there, mm-hmm. but this happened last year before you. Tim was Tim was at college. Yeah, you he were here. I'm again.
2: still a freshman. I'm a
0: baby. You were still. You were still. You were still a baby. <laughs> but um, there was one day. I think it was in the spring semester. Mhm. Uh, me and Nathan were talking, and Nathan's like, "Oh, I gotta do some mixing for our, for another one of our friends." Right. And I'm gonna do it in the movie room. And I was like, Well, I'm gonna go get my I was gonna go get I'm gonna go get my PS four and hook it up to the T V in there and play games. And what we did was me, my roommate Levi, wonderful dude. Oh I love Levi. Uh, Levi yeah.
2: Levi's cool. Yeah. He's my guy. Yeah.
0: My roommate Levi my, I, at the time had moment, him here too. Yeah. That, that would have been crazy. crazy. That so been, I there. need
1: more mics. Yes. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry.
0: At that time, uh, Levi was only there for a short bit because he had to go do some other, he had to do rehearsal for the play at that time. But Definitely. all me and Nathan d- did was, he was there on his lap, he was in the roo- in the movie room on his laptop, uh, not on his laptop, on his computer, mm-hmm. mixing and uh, playing the music in the background. I was on the TV with my PS4, uh, farting around in Kingdom Hearts.
1: Yeah, like I as one do, does. as one does.
0: I get that. And just you know, playing around and doing some doing some stuff, doing some uh, post game content for one of the games. Mm-hmm. And we just sat there and did our own thing, and it was the best time ever.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There was um, sometimes it's all you need. Here's a little testimony for you guys. So uh, a couple years ago, long story short, I was in a hard spot, and maybe I've shared part of the story before, but um, yeah. Anyway, so I was in a hard spot. And I, I, needed, I needed help. I needed people around me who were loving and who were able to pull me up from the water, essentially. Um, because, you know, my grandma had just died. I, there was a couple other things in my personal life that were going on. Uh, a lot of things going on at home, and it was during COVID, so, mm-hmm. you know, that depression and mental stuff was real, really real. Um, and that's really, that was really my first uh, time that I've experienced that and addressed it, right? So, uh, but I'm with my friends, and they say, hey, we want to take this trip out to St. Louis. Uh, yeah. I says, okay.
0: I remember you, and you guys talk about that. Mm-hmm. It was a fun trip from what I heard.
1: Oh, it was a great trip. But I was really good friends with one of the guys, but the rest of the people I didn't know. And there was like five of us. And so we we ended up going. We all go together. And during this trip, we all became some of the best friends that I'll ever have. Some of the closest friends. They're my rock. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of the closest friends that I'll ever have came from that. That week long trip. Just a spring break thing, you know, spur of the moment, because, you know, I didn't want to go home because it was home stuff. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to go stay on campus because it was on campus stuff. I just wanted to go. And so when this thing came up, I said, look, this would be perfect for me. So I went. It was one of the best decisions I ever made. And then after that, um, Finished the school year out together and ended on a really good note, and then I started working private security, and my boss Alan Prudell uh, really became my mentor in that time, and he continued to help pull me out of my brain funk that I was in, and you know, lo and behold, now here we are now. Yep.
0: Yeah. Uh, Lord uses people. Lord uses people. Um.
1: Very glad that he put the
2: people in my life that he yeah. has.
0: Yeah, and uh, if any, uh, just uh, this is something that I would like to. If if we don't have anything else, to to end on, um, if I know I speak for myself and and I think I speak for Nathan as well. Mm-hmm. If you you guys who are listening to this podcast, if you guys know us personally don't be afraid to come up to us say hey yeah. I'm struggling with this whatever it is
1: yeah talk to us
0: talk to us me we'll, we'll we'll listen and again I'm gonna speak for myself as far as the conversation we have goes it will not leave my head
1: same same here. I
2: completely agree I'm also available although Um, I know I'm only, like, I'm definitely one of the youngest people on this campus, but I love having the opportunity to help others work through what they are struggling with. It is Mm -hmm. something that I feel is very important to me, having Mm -hmm. had to help my friends, Bro one of my brothers back home, and some other people over the years, it's just yeah yeah, all three of us just we all three of us I can have a heart to serve, yeah mm.
0: and mm. all three of us it sounds like I've been through tough times in the past Maybe at some, some point and I, I'll say, while, I wanted to be alone. That doesn't mean I should have been alone at Amen. that time.
1: Yeah. Amen. Yeah. You need people. Because... You need people. Yes.
0: Well, at, 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 to a certain extent, you, if somebody's going through a tough time, yes, give them space to process. There's also that, like, hey, I'm here for you. You you shouldn't be alone because That's of... Reasons. Reasons. Okay. Whatever that, those reasons are.
1: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, well... <laughs> To, to add on somewhat of a brighter note, uh, Tim, thanks for coming on the podcast. Thank you Thank guys you. for
2: inviting me. This um, has been a, it, it's been a blast. Uh, I know this was probably a little more serious than you guys expected hey, that's going a, into it.
1: That's, a, that's sorry, all right. was actually about right where I was kind of thinking. Yeah. Was yeah. it okay? Oh, Good. Yeah.
2: I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad yeah. we got to dive deeper into this. Now you get. Hopefully, you guys can. Take a look at your guys's favorite superheroes both like both the hosts and you guys as an audience uh think about how the superheroes that you look up to if you look up to any relate to the scriptures. Mm-hmm. There are several of them that mirror biblical figures, like yeah. this devotional compares Wolverine to uh Jehu in the Book yeah. of Kings right. So, that's a a fun one. Um, Also, for those who know the three of us personally, if you want to borrow the devotional at all, let me know. I am more than willing to give it to you.
1: It's called The Superheroes Devotional
2: by Ed Strauss. Spelled Mm -hmm. S-T-R-A-U-S-S.
0: I might have to pick that up for myself. I might
2: have to buy it. Oh, yeah.
0: Um, And, hey guys... Just because Tim has like an official devotional book for superheroes doesn't mean that the, that the biblical principles taught in there are limited to superheroes.
2: Not at all. You, mm. can, you can apply this to any mm. other media franchise, any intellectual property that you yeah. enjoy. Right.
1: Pretty much, yeah. And all it's right, something guys. you should do. Yeah. All, so. right. all right, guys. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the King Smith Podcast. We hope to see you next week, Sunday at 3
0: p.m. Be excited. It's going to be awesome.
1: It is awesome. Heck Deuces. Yeah.
0: Peace.